Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Well, good morning, everyone, and uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, I have a number of announcements to get through, but before I begin... I just wanted to read out our mission statement of uh, Gateway Life Church. And the reason for that is because this is the how we're going to achieve our vision here, okay? And so the mission of Gateway Life Church is to equip, encourage, and empower the generations through discipleship and leadership development. And so our vision and our mission statement, our core values and our uh, 12 prophetic declarations were released in February of 2016. And uh, so when it comes to our mission statement, the word there, equip, is to give specifically the people of God tools and resources. And then the second word there is encourage, because we want to encourage you to use them. And isn't it true that we all need encouragement, no matter what our vocation in life might be? We all need encouragement. Every parent here, every child, everyone here needs some form of encouragement. So we want to then encourage you to use the tools that we're giving you. And then we want to empower you. In other words, what we need to do then is is just get people uh, in the right places and in the right spaces so that together we can move this vision forward. And so today, I want to first of all talk about a change to our 12 p.m. Swahili Sunday services. And so at the moment, uh, we've been having a 12 p.m. Sunday Swahili service every weekend, but from... Uh, Next Sunday onwards, our 12 p.m. Swahili services will just be on the first Sunday only. Uh, Because, you know, part of the reason for that is because we want to create uh, some very uh, intentional and some new spaces for discipleship and leadership development so that we can grow in our mission and as a community of faith. Okay, and it's those uh, next steps that I want to talk about now as we just move on in our service today. And so keep in mind, uh, as we've been advertising over the last few weeks, that we have our uh, Ginger Family Day next Sunday at the Ginger Village Green. Okay, that's going to be at one o'clock. So for all of our gingerites watching online and for all of our gingerites here, don't even have to be a gingerite, just invite someone to come. And uh, it's BYO barbecue and drinks, and it's going to be a great time. The last time we went out there, we had just uh, a really fun time kicking the footy, uh, you know, all kinds of things. We had something for the kids, and uh, we're going to do that again this time. So just BYO, um, you know, food and drinks, and that's next Sunday at 1 o'clock at the Jindra Village Green. I love Jindra. Jindra is such a beautiful little community, and if you haven't been out there, then I would encourage you to come uh, next Sunday. Okay, so just some of the things that are going to be happening next to fill up our Sunday 12 p.m. spaces. The first thing is going to be on at 12 p.m. Sunday, March 14, and that's going to be a new friends afternoon. Okay, a new friends afternoon, because we have so many new people here to Gateway. And what we want to do, Pastor Trin and myself, we want to create a space to gather 
all of those who are new to Gateway. Or perhaps you're just thinking about making Gateway Life Church your spiritual home. Then we extend a warm invitation to you. It's going to be a great opportunity to come along and just hear the vision, the mission and the core values of the church. And Pastor Trina and myself, we're going to talk about, you know, just parts of our history, how we came to be here, you know, what we believe even for the future. And uh, it'll also be a time of Q&A. And then we want to take the opportunity to uh, pray for you as well. So that's at 12 p.m. Sunday, March 14. We hope that you can make it. And why, why don't you even consider uh, just inviting someone to come with you? Um, I also wanted to announce that our series for March is called, excuse the pun, The Calling. Okay, that's for March. And uh, I just know that the Holy Spirit really put it upon my heart. You know, it's really, really important that people know that they're called. You know, when God calls you and you know that God has called you, no other voice on the planet or no other voice in, you know, in the demonic realms can talk you out of the call of God once you've heard Him speak. And so we want to, this is why we're going to look at this series. And, um, you know, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and another voice they will not follow. You know, the calling of God is the most important call in your life. It's like you get that right. You get that vertical call right, and everything else horizontally will fall into place. I'm not saying that it won't be, you know, without the odd challenge or anything like that, because it will be. But even in the challenge, even in the test, in the trial, that too will work in your favor, because all things are working together for our good in Jesus' name. So we're going to look at the calling. And our key passage for March is found in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. It's on the screen. And I love this passage. I thought, yep, that's the key passage. These are the words of the Apostle Paul. And he said, Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. That's so powerful. You know, quite often we can hear that we've been called by God, but I know that some people out there are like, well, what does that sound like? What does that look like? How do you know that you're called? What we want to do is really clarify your calling for you. And, you know, when I read the words of the Apostle Paul here, I could hear, it's almost like I can still feel the passion in his voice when he said, I beg you, I beg you, because he knows that you have been called by God. And he also knows that the call of God is the greatest of all. And that's why it says, I beg you to live a life worthy of your calling as a husband, as a wife, as a parent, as a child, as a student, no matter where you find yourself. This is like just a couple of the reasons why we're going to be looking at this series called The Calling. And because we want to help you in your calling, at 12 p.m. on Sunday, March 21, we're going to be um, looking at connecting to your calling. So if you want to be a part of that, we want to encourage you to take uh, one of these What's Your Next Step cards, and you can see that there. These are located at the hub, which is on the left-hand side in the corner as you head out uh, the doors there. Take one of those, just fill it in, tick ABC Pathway to Purpose, and uh, then we'll be in touch with you. All right, so, you know, for me, it's so important that you understand what your spiritual gifts are. 
So if I were to just, I don't know, perhaps randomly just get anyone up right now to tell us what your gifts are, I just wonder if you could clarify what they are just like that. And so if that's not the case, then that's why we want to encourage you to come along to connect to your calling. We're going to give you this little booklet, which has a bunch of questions in there for you to answer. No one's going to see that booklet except you. And at the end, it's going to highlight what your strengths are and what your top three gifts are when it comes to God's call on your life. So more on that later. And, uh, but what we're going to do right now is receive our tithes and offerings. And uh, you'll find a tithing envelope on your seat. And on the back there, you'll see our online details for tithing, for our building fund and for missions. We also want you to know that when it comes to your tithe, uh, that a combined 10% of that goes into our building fund and also into missions. So whenever you give, it has a three-way purpose. It's going into the, uh, the vision of this house and the running costs. It also goes into our future building fund, uh, or our future building, and also into missions, particularly in Africa. And so, you know, over the past uh, couple of months, there's been this catchphrase just coming out of my spirit, and, uh, which is on the screen, and uh, regarding our building fund, which says, let's build tomorrow, today, and leave a legacy for the generations. I just wanted to encourage you to take one of these and why don't you take it home and consider, you know, just praying over it to give into the house any amount that you would choose. Uh, as scripture says, there's no obligation. Um, perhaps if you've stopped tithing, we would, you know, invite you and encourage you to pick it up again and begin to give into the house. At the moment, we currently have 152,000 in our building fund account. And so we're actually going to be believing for 200,000 by the end of this financial year. And so we're going to create a couple of opportunities there to give specifically uh, into the building fund. Um, otherwise, like I said, you can just take that. And if it's in your heart to do so, you can give into one of those uh, accounts. And so Father, uh, we say thank you so much for today. We thank you for ears to hear and for eyes to see in Jesus' name. We thank you for this opportunity to give, not only to harvest something on the earth, but to also harvest something great in eternity in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Let's uh, receive our giving. And uh, whilst we're receiving our tithes and offerings today, I just want to begin to uh, share God's word with you. In the Old Testament, we have the Ten Commandments uh, that were personally handwritten by God and given to Moses on Mount Sinai, which you'll read about in Exodus chapter 20. And as you read the Ten Commandments um, in Exodus chapter 20, I want you to be aware that every, every one of the Ten Commandments has three elements to each of them. Every time you read the Ten Commandments, each one, each commandment has three elements to every commandment. Number one, every commandment is a revelation and an insight into the heart and character of God. Number two, every commandment is a revelation and an insight into the heart and character of man. And number three, 
Every commandment has an instruction which is linked to the New Testament. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, He said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. In other words, don't think that I've come to make them obsolete or to delete them. He said, No, I have not come to abolish them, but I have come to fulfill them. And so in other words, the Ten Commandments still apply today. And in John chapter 13, verses uh, 34 and 35, there's also uh, what's known as the 11th commandment. And the 11th commandment, I believe, is the number one biblical characteristic and quality of a mature disciple where Jesus says a new commandment. So this is also known as the 11th commandment. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. How many here are so thankful for God's unconditional, tender and eternal love? How many? We're all thankful for that. I'm so thankful for that. I need God's unconditional love every day. Even when I don't think I need it, that's when I especially need it. You know, if, I don't, if, I, if I'm like, hey, I don't think I need God's love today, it's like, oh my gosh the sin of pride, right? I need Him. I, I, I need Him so much that without God authorizing the next 10 breaths, they're not coming unless God authorizes it. Anyway, what I was going to say is, yeah, I'm so grateful for His love. And He says, go and love others as I have loved you. How many of us think that's a great challenge? It's a great word, but it's a great challenge. But it's achievable because otherwise He wouldn't have said, love one another as I have loved you. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Love is the greatest. And one chapter later in John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. And so we have the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament. We have the 11th commandment. And then we have Jesus' last commandment. And the last commandment was given by Christ to his disciples after his resurrection and before his ascension back into heaven. And now this is also known as the Great Commission. And so if you're wondering what a part of your calling is, if you want to know what a part of your calling is, it's not just to love, but it's also to make disciples. And so we pick it up in Matthew chapter 28, verses 17 to 20. And uh, this also forms Gateway Word of the Week. Gateway Word of the Week is posted every Sunday afternoon uh, via our Gateway Facebook page and Instagram uh, platforms. And it says in verse 17 that when the others, the disciples, when they saw Jesus, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Little side note, you're always going to find that sometimes there are doubters. And Jesus came and spoke to them all, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Uh, Jesus, he just said to go. You know, sometimes I think that we can just overcomplicate and overthink what the scriptures tell us to do to the point that we just tie ourselves up and we end up not doing anything. But you just got to do something. 
You know, there's a reason why Jesus said, go and lo, I'm with you always. And the word go means to move forward, to be in motion, to depart, to move from one place to another, to advance, progress, and walk. And at the end of the day, until we go, we'll never know, and there'll never be an opportunity to grow. All the salvations, baptisms, healings, miracles, and stories, they're on the other side, they're on the other side of someone making the decision to go. But to sum it up, to sum it up, discipleship is about becoming more like Christ and then helping others to become more Christ-like. So as we begin to draw near to a close today, I just want to ask, how did 11 uneducated, 11 unsophisticated Jewish hillbillies, how were they supposed to make disciples in all the various communities and cultures of the world? They had no money, they had no jets, they had no internet, no Facebook ads, no influence or organization. And to make matters worse, they were also outcasts in their own society. In other words, they didn't have a good reputation. These disciples, they, they had nothing, and yet they changed everything. So let's, for a few moments, just have a look at what they did have. Number one, they had a great revelation of who? Jesus Christ. And that changed everything. And I really do believe that the size of our revelation of Jesus, it really will determine the size of our receptivity to him. I believe that a little revelation equals a little work and a great revelation equals a great work. And personally speaking, I was just done when I had my own revelation of Jesus. Many, most of you have heard my story as I was just looking for love and in all the wrong places and all the wrong faces and spaces. But when I came face to face with my Lord and my Savior Jesus, it changed everything. Number two, the disciples had a great submission to the Great Commission. They had like a simple childlike willingness to pay and obey. And finally today, the disciples had a great companion. They had the great commissioner of the great commission, Jesus Christ. He was with them and that was enough. And Jesus is enough. Why don't we stand this morning? Well, I just want to give someone the opportunity to respond to Jesus. You know, I love, um, you know, just uh, that last point regarding how these unsophisticated, uneducated people were able to change the world. Um, I just wonder if there's someone here who feels maybe a little bit uneducated, a little bit out of your depth, a little bit unsophisticated. Well, you know, can I just say that's your God's perfect choice? And because uh, that's what these 12 disciples were all about. But they changed the world because they had a great companion, a great companion in Jesus Christ. And Jesus is enough. If today you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, or if today it's been a while since you've connected with your loving Lord and Savior, then I want to invite you to pray a prayer after me today. It's a prayer that 
asks God to forgive us of all our sins and to be our Lord and to be our Savior. And if that's you today, if you feel distant from God for whatever reason, then I just want to invite you to pray this prayer. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you this day and I humble myself and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I acknowledge this day that you are my Lord, my Savior, and my soon-coming King. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now let me pray for you. Father, I pray for every single person who prayed that prayer today. Strengthen their faith. Strengthen their heart. Strengthen their mind. And strengthen their body. And I also feel, just by the leading of the Holy Spirit, that God just wants to heal someone here. Uh, it could be in their heart. It could be a broken heart. I just feel, I can actually just see, uh, there's been a circumstance in someone's life, and, and what I'm seeing, this is what I'm seeing, I'm seeing that circumstance. Let's just say that my hand represents some kind of circumstance in your life. Uh, I'm seeing that hand, that circumstance, just crush your heart and break it. And you didn't want your heart to be broken, but this circumstance, it, it clearly could be a relationship. It, it clearly could be uh, a relationship even uh, as you were growing up as a teenager. But I, I just saw that being crushed and dropped. Well, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for your hand now to be upon that person's heart to bring healing and so, God, where there's division, may there be unity and harmony. I thank you, God, that you are a God of restoration. So I thank you for families to be restored, parents with children, children with parents. I thank you, Lord God, for broken relationships within families, uh, within social circles. I thank you for a coming together again and for miracles in Jesus' name. I also pray, if anyone here is sick in their body, that you would just heal them in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just pray, just by faith, just heal them in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of thanks and of praise. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.